This podcast is produced by Painted Tree Boutiques. Welcome to the Life and Style Podcast. I'm your host, Haley Lane. On this podcast, I chat with dreamers and doers about all things life, style, and everything in between. Because style is more than what's at the surface. It's self-expression, creativity, and stepping into who you are. Hello, hello, friends. I hope you are doing so well. I'm so glad that you are here today. And whether you are heading out on a walk or doing some laundry, doing some dishes, or maybe you're just hanging out, cozying up with a hot cup of coffee or hot chocolate or tea, whatever it is, I'm so glad that you're here. I'm so glad that we're spending some time together via this podcast. And I'm excited about this week's episode because I'm going to be chatting about some really tangible ways that you can make your home feel more comfortable, Um, physically, emotionally, mentally, in all the ways, making your home into a place where you walk in and you can immediately kind of let your guard down and let it truly be a haven for you. So I'm really excited about this topic. It's something that I'm really passionate about. I'm currently working on in my own life. So I'm just excited to chat through this with you. Um, so before we get started, just a reminder, you can follow us on Instagram at the life and style podcast. That's where you'll see all the announcements about new episodes, lots of exclusive content on the stories on the feed. Um, so definitely follow at the life and style podcast. And then I also am going to read a review from one of our listeners. Michelle said, this is such an easy to listen to podcast. I love the every style is right attitude with a little guidance. We're currently redoing several areas of our home and the second podcast had some great tips. Thank you, Michelle. I am so glad, so glad that you found some value in the second episode of the podcast. Hopefully you found value in many more since then. Um, And hopefully we can continue to provide that. I'm so glad that you're here. And yeah, anyone listening, it really would mean the world um, if you would leave a rating and review for this podcast. So without further ado, let's go ahead and chat about ways to make your home feel more comfortably. So when I say make your home feel more comfortable, I'm talking physically, mentally, logistically, emotionally, all the things, make it feel like a place where you can let your guard down and not have to have as many worries as you do when you leave your home. So when you create a space that truly feels like you, truly feels like a reflection of who you are and what you're about and you feel at ease when you're in your home, not only is that clearing up time and energy and mental capacity to focus on the things that you really love and want to prioritize, but also your home kind of becomes one of those things that you really love, hopefully. And it becomes a place that really adds value to your life and infuses your life with joy, not just functions well for you. So that's the goal. I totally believe it's possible. Um, I definitely have learned through experience that it makes a massive difference um, the way that you create your home to feel comfortable or not to feel comfortable. Um, The house that we currently live in, it took me so long to really be in a place where I was able to prioritize making our home feel comfortable. Um, And that's really because of a combination of factors. Whenever Tim and I moved into our current home, Um, of April of 2019. I didn't know it yet, but I was already pregnant. I found out a month after we moved in and hence began the, or thus began the adventure of pregnancy and then newborn postpartum time and a pandemic. So I was really, (laughs) maybe some people are super productive in pregnancy. I was not one of those people. I had a very hard time finding it in myself to want to make improvements around the house. And I have a lot of grace for my past self over that. At the time, I kind of beat myself up over it. But looking back, it's like there was so much at play. And, you know, sometimes it's just not the time. And it's okay to just completely have grace for that. But now I'm in a place where I'm able to focus in on it a little bit more, slowly chipping away at projects and just even little things, not even huge projects, um, but mostly just doing little things that really do make a big difference. And I've learned a lot about the value of that. Before we lived in this house, we lived in four apartments, I think, within four years. Each of them was for a year-ish. And within the first month, I would get the apartment exactly how we wanted it, pretty much. And it was easy to maintain. I never felt like I was in a funk in those places. And it just was, I feel like it would quickly become a space that was inspiring and comfortable. And that's great. But then 
we moved into this house and, you know, obviously there were some major life transitions happening with having a baby and that changed our lifestyle combined with the fact that I think just buying a house, feeling like we had more time kind of removed the urgency factor of making the home into a place that really felt comfortable. And so I really kind of just experienced what it felt like to not feel completely at home in our house for so long that now I'm really, really becoming hyper aware of the benefits of zeroing in on that. So I'm just going to kind of chat through some ideas that hopefully will be helpful to you um, of ways that you can make your home truly feel more comfortable for you. So first, I'm going to be talking about home decor ideas. So these are visual things that hopefully will be an opportunity for you to really personalize your space. So the first thing is the walls, the wall color. Um, A lot of times you come into a space, whether you're buying or renting, and the walls are just not a thing that are inspiring to you. It doesn't make you feel the way that you want to feel in your home. That matters, and that makes a big difference. So whether you are painting the walls or if maybe you're renting and you're not able to paint the walls, maybe you add a temporary wallpaper. There are so many options, and honestly, this is one of the most cost-effective ways to make a big change in how your space feels the moment that you walk in. So I really do recommend thinking through that. Like in our um, bedroom, we just added an accent wall. So most of our bedroom is white, but we have one wall that is this gorgeous green. And I can't even, I can't even express to you how much of a difference that has made. Um, Just having like It feels like an expression of our personality. It makes the room feel more cozy. And now I'm thinking through, okay, what else, where else can I add? Because all the other walls in our house are white right now, but I am planning so many new things because of this experience with this green wall in our bedroom that I am just loving. I'm realizing this makes all the difference in the world. So that's my first tip. Change the walls, change it up. You can do that. Sometimes it feels like you can't, you can, and it makes a huge difference. Second idea is rugs. Rugs make a massive difference as well. Honestly, they make a room, not only do they keep the sound from bouncing around so the room feels cozier and more comfortable instantly, but they also just add that coziness factor. The texture makes all the difference in the world when you walk in and there's that soft something that you see right off the bat. And then also it is one of the biggest ways that you can really design-wise make a big impact. So whether that's bringing in a a really important color into the room or a pattern or just bringing in a neutral that kind of sets the stage for the color that you have elsewhere in the room, it really is a huge opportunity design-wise as well. Um, So also in the way that I talk about these things, I'm super not a designer. I am just an enthusiast for all things home and specifically the impact that making changes in your home or making your home feel more comfortable, the impact that that can make on you. So I, in the way that I talk about it, the vocabulary that I use is coming from a complete and total amateur, but someone who is very passionate. So let that be known, disclaimer, you're not gonna be hearing designer lingo from me. Um, I will have some recommendations later in the episode for you though, if you do wanna hear a designer talk about some topics that are relevant to this conversation. Okay, another big opportunity for making your home feel more comfortable is adding curtains. Having something um, soft on your walls is really a game changer, I have found, in a room. A lot of times in a room when it feels, you know that feeling when there's just something missing? I feel like a lot of times it's curtains. When you hang the curtains, you just instantly feel, I'm talking for myself here, but I feel more at ease in a room that has curtains. Okay, another way to help your home feel like a place that you are comfortable is to have pillows on the ready available for you on the couch, on the chair, on your bed. Um, And I'm talking about like decorative, beautiful pillows that make you happy in addition to the actual pillows that you sleep on. And the important thing here to me is to actually make sure that all of your pillows, not just your sleeping pillows, all of them are actually comfortable. So even if it's a decorative throw pillow on your couch, you can get some really comfortable inserts for those that just make a huge difference. And then on that same note, blankets. So having blankets available to enjoy in any room that you may possibly want one is such a luxury that you can incorporate in your day-to-day life. Um, And also really prioritizing quality over quantity on this one is a big deal. 
you just can't beat cozying up with a blanket that is the best of the best. So like the perfect weight, the perfect texture, everything. So I personally would much prefer having just enough blankets, no excess, but making sure they are exactly what I want. Um, another idea is adding mirrors into a space. So especially if you feel like your room or your space is lacking in um, natural light or just surface area. If the room feels too small or too dark, mirrors are awesome ways to help with that. They make a room feel bigger and brighter. And they're also just super helpful functionally to have more rather than less of around the house. Um, because you never know when you're just going to need a quick look, whether you're about to hop on a zoom call, FaceTime, you're leaving the house. It's nice to have a mirror by the door. Um, obviously in your bedroom or in your bathroom, it's going to be nice to have them. Um, so highly recommend having some mirrors around the house. Um, another disclaimer is all of these things that I'm saying, first of all, they're all optional. You can have a glorious home and disregard any of these like there are exceptions to every rule to every idea um also there is there are ways to accomplish these things on a budget for very minimal um expense on your part so um i i don't want this to give you that feeling of overwhelm that i think can so often come from you know lists of ideas <laughs> um, like you need to go and make all of these things happen like tomorrow it takes time to build up a home that you love and feel comfortable in and also there are just so many affordable ways to make that happen thrifting diying and just doing making purchases gradually all of those things will be your best friend when you're thinking through this process um, so moving on, another way to make your home feel more comfortable is to bring the outside in. So having plants or fresh flowers throughout your home in every room, literally, <laughs> it's hard to find a room that can't be made better by having some form of nature represented in it. Um, having plants and fresh flowers, even if they are artificial plants, makes a huge difference to my mental state, my emotional state, and it just makes the room feel more at ease. Um, and I don't know, it just feels more comfortable. It feels more like a home, not to mention the, you know, air purifying qualities of real plants. That's a definite benefit as well. And then also add in the mental health benefits that can come from taking care of a plant and having that as part of your daily routine. There are many reasons to prioritize this in your home. Um, another idea is baskets. I think that having natural textures in a home can make a big difference as well in the comfort factor. Um, and baskets are a great way to incorporate this because you have to store your things somehow. So you might as well kill two birds with one stone. I really don't even like that metaphor. Um, <laughs> but you might as well be storing things and also benefiting from the texture of it as well. So definitely recommend woven baskets. I feel like they work pretty well in most design styles um, because there's so many different types of woven baskets, but they just really are a nice touch in a home and getting one or many that are the exact, you know, size that you're needing for whatever it is that you're storing, whether, so in our home, we have a huge tall basket that we keep all, all of our blankets in that is a big deal. And we also use woven baskets for um, our laundry hampers and they are wonderful as well. So, okay, moving on. The next idea is wall art. This is a huge opportunity to really make your home feel like your space. Um, whether that is photographs that you've taken, photographs of you and your family or friends, um, artwork that you've done, artwork from someone who is dear to you or an art artist that you admire, really putting thought and care into what is on your wall is a huge big deal. And then also thinking through how that art is going to make you feel when you look at it day to day and comparing that with how you want to feel day to day is also that can be a helpful factor <laughs> to keep in mind. Um, okay, next idea is personal photos. So I kind of hit on this just now, but also not just on your walls, but just in frames on your bookshelf or on your vanity. It is such a nice touch to see loved ones when you're going about your day-to-day -day activities. It really is such a mood booster and it's a wonderful decor accent as well. Um, okay, wood and natural materials. 
I talked about this with the basket thing, but also just having wood in your home. This is a personal preference. Not everyone's all about it, but for me, I feel like having wood, whether that is like more of an ashy tone wood or more of an orangey tone wood or whitewashed, whatever your vibe is, um, just having that natural texture in your home can make a huge difference. Um, Again, it's kind of unexplainable to me. I'm sure someone out there can explain why it has such an impact in making a home feel, I don't know, it just makes it feel more finished and it makes me feel more comfortable. Um, And I think at the end of the day, we are part of nature. And so whenever we're able to bring nature into our home, we feel more at ease. So um, incorporating wood, whether that's in your shelving or your furniture or whatever it is, your frames on your wall, um, super beneficial in a wonderful way to feel more comfortable in your home. Um, okay. Secondary lighting. This is a huge one. You guys, I'm very passionate about secondary lighting. Um, because you know, nine out of 10 times the overhead lighting that is already in a space is not the best. It can be too harsh. It can be uneven. It can be just not what you're looking for, especially not in the evenings when you're feeling like winding down and being cozy. So generously putting lamps around your home is definitely something that can be helpful in feeling more comfortable. You can cater the room to exactly how you want it to feel when you just have lamps sprinkled about. (laughs) Um, If you can't tell, I guess I'm a little bit over the top about how much I love this because I've experienced the difference. It is pretty remarkable how much more peaceful my shower time is at night now having a lamp in there versus having the overhead light on there, light on in there. Um, it really sets the tone for just a calm, mellow experience. And having that every single day versus a harsh light every single day, it adds up and it makes a difference. And it's significant and that matters. And when you are looking for lamps, I highly recommend prioritizing lamps that put out an even light throughout a room. So like those desk lamps that shine straight down, they look cute, but if you're looking for cozy light, that's not gonna be, that's not gonna do it. Similar issue with lampshades that have holes in them. So whether that's, you know, a woven basket kind of texture, bamboo, whatever, when the light bulb is shining directly through holes, a lot of times it'll put out an uneven kind of spotty lighting that you're probably not going to love as much as just your classic <laughs> lampshade that is solid. Um, and there's also, I might add, if you are a person who frequents Ikea, there is a round lamp that we have and love. It's just literally a white circle that sits on your table or your desk or wherever you're putting it. And it puts out a gorgeous warm light throughout the whole space. So um, maybe add that onto your list for your next Ikea trip. Um, but yes, lamps are a huge one. Huge game changer. Um, okay, next thing, in, moving into the bathroom here, bath mat. Having a soft, beautiful bath mat for when you step out of the shower is a game changer as well. Um, where your feet land <laughs> when you're transitioning in life are is kind of significant, I've learned. So this also goes with when you step out of bed, having something soft to land on is such a treat that I feel it can be overlooked sometimes, but it really makes a huge difference. Um, So definitely want to have a bath mat that you love, that feels good, and that you keep in good condition. Another way to just make your home feel more comfortable is to have towels that you love and that feel nice and soft and thick and that you keep in good condition because I feel like over the years, um, having towels that are that weren't great to begin with, they're only going to get worse because you use towels constantly. They get lots of wear and tear. So highly recommend going for towels that you really, really love from the beginning. Um, and then on that same note, having a great smelling detergent and fabric softener for all of your laundry is another just little treat in life that is sometimes a missed opportunity. The Life & Style Podcast is produced by Painted Tree Boutiques. With locations across the country, Painted Tree is home to hundreds of local shops, all under one roof. Painted Tree vendors specialize in gifts, decor, fashion, and so much more. 
For shoppers, it's truly a one-stop gift shop, an experience like no other. And you can feel great about your purchase, knowing that you're supporting a small business. For vendors, owning a shop at Painted Tree is an unbelievable opportunity for growth. Owning your own business is so rewarding, but the cost of opening a brick and mortar store can be staggering when you take it on by yourself. Did you know the average cost of opening a retail store is $100,000? The reason Painted Tree was created was to give people with a dream a fighting chance at succeeding. We are passionate about giving dreamers like you the opportunity to do so without the buckling financial risk that comes with it. In this community, we share costs, resources, and wins. To learn more about how you can open a shop inside Painted Tree, visit paintedtree.com slash vendors. So I highly recommend finding a detergent or fabric softener that meets all of your needs, but also is something that you really enjoy. Um, shower curtain, same thing. In my opinion, the actual quality of the shower curtain doesn't make as much of a difference. It's more it's more purely visual, but a lot of times higher quality shower curtains may look better. Um, but having a shower curtain that brings you joy, that you handpicked for a reason, that's just another way that actually can make a pretty significant difference in the overall feeling that you get when you walk into your bathroom. Um, and then making your home smell good. This can happen in a variety of ways, whether you're diffusing or using a candle, um, or there are so many, so many creative ways that people make their homes smell good. Um, but making that part of your day-to-day routine and, um, kind of making it part of your ritual, maybe you have a certain smell that you love in the mornings versus at night and kind of treating yourself to that on a regular basis. That is just another way to make yourself feel more comfortable at home. There are certain smells that are known for making you feel a certain way. So kind of growing your knowledge around that and then implementing that in your home can be such a wonderful way to just improve the experience in your home for yourself and for everyone else. Another idea is having books on display in your home. There is just something about having a row of books or multiple rows of books on display that just really makes you feel, again, I keep coming back to at home, truly at home and comfortable um, in your space. So maybe it's just the feeling like seeing that and then, you know, instantly connecting that with the feeling of reading and of choosing a book from the shelf and reading it in a comfortable spot. When you see that, those books on the shelf, you kind of get a little bit of that, even if you don't have time to actually stop and read it. Um, it's just a wonderful design element, but then it's also just a wonderful visual cue. If that is something, if reading is something that you value in your life. Okay. And then also having furniture in your home that you personally feel connected to is a really great way to feel more comfortable in your home. So whether that is a piece of furniture that you DIY'd, you hand painted it, you chose the knobs on it, whatever, or maybe it's something that a family member passed down to you that it holds really, um, special significance to you for that reason. Or maybe it's a piece of furniture that you found, um, in a shop that, was just a really wonderful experience and you were really excited when you found it because it was so unique and fit exactly what you wanted. Um, I think that there's just something, something to be said about having a memory or a special something attached to a piece of furniture. When you look at it, you see not only the piece of furniture that you love, but the memory that is connected to it. And really this goes for more than just furniture. This can be a thing in pretty much any element of your home, um, just going the extra mile to make it something that for whatever reason you feel connected to, you feel particular ownership of that item. And it doesn't just feel like a random thing that you chose because it fit a need and you put it in that space. Um, I think that is really one of the key things in making a home feel like yours. Okay, let's move into some more logistical ideas of how you can make your home feel more comfortable day in and day out. I would say one of the top pieces of advice that I would give is to minimize your clutter. So going through and, you know, what is clutter to me might not be clutter to you, but what it comes down to is what are you loving and using in your life and keep that 
all the other stuff, let it go and free up that physical space, that emotional space, and that time that it takes to organize, the space that it takes to store, the mental space that it takes just knowing that you are responsible for these things and dealing with them and moving them. And (laughs) I just really um, cannot overstate the value that comes with minimizing and um, simplifying your day-to-day. Um, that could be an entire, entire world of conversation in and of itself. Okay. Next tip is having an entryway that is functional. So when you walk into your home, you are going to have jackets and bags and whatever else that you need to unload as soon as you walk in the front door or whatever door you walk in. It is so helpful to have a landing place for all of that. Otherwise you're going to find bags and jackets and random knickknacks, keys all over the living room or dining room table and constantly be cleaning them up. And it's just creating more work and more visual clutter and stress for yourself. So the more that you can have a place for everything, (laughs) the better. So for an entryway, we have hooks for, for each of our sets of keys when we walk in the door. We have bigger hooks where we put our jackets and bags. And then we also have some cubbies for shoes. I actually think we're going to be switching out our cubby situation soon though, because I've discovered that I would like for the bags and jackets and shoes to be concealed at the entryway. And that's just a personal preference thing, but I think I'm gonna end up switching it out for kind of a wardrobe piece of furniture um, so that I can put everything away and not have to look at it. Um, But, you know, I've seen entryways done in so many different ways. Go on Pinterest, search for entryway ideas, tiny entryway ideas, large entryway ideas. Um, you'll find you'll find some inspo for sure. But there is so much value in having a dedicated space when you walk in your home where you put your things down. That way, your first thoughts don't have to be consumed with logistics when you walk in. That's a decision that's already been made and prepared for you. So you know where to put things and then you can move on with being at peace or whatever it is that you're home to do and not have to be distracted with logistics. Um, Okay, next thing is to have a place that you put mail that you need to deal with. I have found that the best thing for me to do is to first go through, when I I check the mail and I walk in the house, (laughs) I go through all of it right away. And the things that I'm not keeping, I go ahead and get rid of. And the things that I am keeping, I have a basket that I put it all in. And then at a later specific time when I can actually focus, I go through those things. Um, And it's just, it really is helpful to have a dedicated spot for that mail. Otherwise, it ends up on the mantle or on a random side table or on the dining room table. And it's more likely to get lost. And it just stresses you out to look at. So having a spot to put your mail is super simple but will really, really help you out and help you feel more comfy at home. So another tip that will really help you and others feel more comfortable is in your living room, making it to where it's super easy to get into the seating area. So I think that a lot of times it can be easy to put a couch where it's kind of blocking the person who's walking in and they have to walk around the couch to get in. Sometimes that's the only way that it works given the layout of the room, but if you can't avoid it, I love to be able to walk into a space and immediately feel like I'm in it and there is an easy way to get to a spot to sit rather than having to walk around furniture to get to a spot to sit. It's just one less step and it makes it that much easier to get to the important part, which is connecting with people that you're spending time with. Um, And then having furniture in your living room or all through your house, honestly, that you love how it looks and is comfortable. So Tim and I kind of learned this in a roundabout way because For a long time in our marriage, we had a sofa that was super cute, but not very comfy at all. And it worked for us. Like we loved how it looked and we were just kind of willing to deal with the fact that it wasn't very comfortable. And then eventually we were like, no, we want a really, really, really comfy couch. So we went for a sectional and that was a huge difference from our like, it was pretty much like a futon couch that we had before that. Again, super cute, not the most comfy. So we decided to go over overboard, get a sectional, super comfy. And it was super comfy. But it wasn't long before we were like kind of missing the cuteness of the couch that we had before. It was more modern. It was more our style. And it just felt more like who we are in our decor. (laughs) And we kind of missed that. But it's like, you know, hard to go back to an uncomfortable couch when you've had the super comfy sectional. 
So where we have ended up landing now is somewhere in between. It's a modern looking sofa, kind of mid-century modern style, but it's better quality. It's more comfortable. And it's like, okay, this is, this is what we've been looking for. So finding whatever that is for you, that it's, it's comfy and it's cozy, but it also is something that you like to look at day in and day out is really, really helpful. Okay, and then very logistically, just having a coffee table is also really, really important for feeling at ease in a living room. Um, A coffee table and or side tables, somewhere to put your plate or drink if you're hanging out in there, Um, somewhere to put books if you're reading. Um, Not having to worry about where you're going to put things is just one more way to make yourself feel more comfortable and make others feel more comfortable when you're hosting. Okay, also in your dining room, having the ability to seat as many people as you often, like the the max amount of people that you often host is another way to just make your life so much easier. Um, Or the amount of people that you want to be able to host. Just thinking through your lifestyle and then catering your dining room situation, or even if you don't have a dining room, just a dining area, um, catering that to be conducive to that lifestyle. So even if you have a small space, Maybe you are really, really wanting to be able to seat, you know, some cousins when they come in town and they come in town pretty often, having some kind of a plan for how that's going to work, whether that's just fitting more chairs around a table and you store those chairs the rest of the time, or maybe investing in a larger table. Um, That's just an example. But thinking through the life that you live in your home, how many people are potentially going to be eating in your home and sitting in your home and having a way to accommodate that. That's just one more way that you can help your home. You can, your home can support you in the lifestyle that you want to live. Also talking about dining room things, we don't do a rug in our dining room because we have a toddler and it really would be more trouble than it's worth at this point in our life. I'm not even looking to be using a washable rug that we can put in the washer and dryer at this point, just because I don't want to be putting our dining, I don't want to be moving a rug out from under our dining room table and chairs that often. So we have gone for bare floors in our dining space, but depending on your lifestyle, that's just something to think through. Think through what makes sense given your lifestyle. Um, And this is just kind of an overarching thought, not dining room specific, but having access to music, easy access to music to play throughout the home is such a wonderful treat, such a wonderful thing. So we have an Alexa, it's an Echo or Alexa Dot. Honestly, I don't even know. It was a gift and I love it so much, but the main thing that we use it for is playing music on command. So we can easily connect it to Bluetooth or it can do its own thing and play whatever we tell it to. So for example, every night when we sit down with Eva for dinner, we say, Alexa, play jazz music. And it plays the same playlist every time. Here's a playlist that you might love, Ultimate Jazz. And we have just, that's become the soundtrack to our dinner. And to Eva, our two-year-old daughter, that's become the cue that it's time to eat. And I just love the simplicity of that. So finding a way to incorporate music into your life, into your day-to-day, can also be a way just to make your home feel more comfortable. Okay, in your bathroom, definitely want to have, of course, toilet paper by the toilet, but also having a backup amount of toilet paper always ready. So it's nice, especially if you have a guest over, if there's no no toilet paper, maybe the roll just ran out. Um, it's nice for them to have an easy to reach spot to grab some more toilet paper. And then for you as the person who lives there, it is nice to have a larger stash always ready and available so that you never hit a point of running out of toilet paper because nobody likes that. And it's just nice to kind of have that as a weight lifted, never having to worry about running out and never getting close to running out. The things that you're dependably going to need, it makes sense to go ahead and buy in advance. Also in the bathroom, having a shower head that you love and that actually works well for you makes such a difference. Um, You can easily just go out, buy a new shower head and switch it out for the one that you currently have. And it is, it is astounding how much of a difference that will make in your life. We had the worst shower head ever for the first year and a half of living in our home. And when we switched it out, it was an instant quality of life improvement. I can't even tell you. Highly recommend making sure you have a shower head that you love. Also, if you are a bath person and you have a bath in your apartment or in your home, 
definitely recommend making the most of that. And whatever it is that you love and enjoy during baths, if that's a candle or bath bombs, um, having a book close to the bathtub, a place to put it, um, make sure that's already set and ready for you. You'll be that much more likely to actually take a bath if it's already ready and you're going to enjoy it that much more. Um, another thing that I think is just kind of nice to have in a bathroom is to have some of my very favorite, um, products, I guess, on display. The ones that I think are really beautiful to look at and that I use consistently. So like maybe a perfume, maybe a lotion, having on a nice little tray in the bathroom. It just makes it feel that much more like your space. Um, that's completely optional. And especially if you don't have a ton of counter space, it just might not be worth it. But if you have enough counter space to have a pretty little, like I love a little marble tray with a beautiful, um, maybe it's like a beautiful hand soap and a beautiful lotion and a nice little perfume. It's just great to look at. Also all about a good plant in the bathroom, even if it's artificial, even if it's artificial, but even better if it's real. Um, okay. Moving on to the bedroom. Okay. Moving on to the bedroom. So first of all, make the layout work for you if at all possible. We live in an old home and (laughs) we recently knocked out a wall that made our bedroom a lot bigger. And before we knocked that wall out, literally, Tim used the small, small closet that was connected to our bedroom. I used a larger closet that was connected to like the other smaller room, if that makes sense, which was just super weird. But I literally, and we still laugh about this, had to walk through the kitchen to get from our bedroom to my closet. That kind of thing is dysfunctional and will bother you endlessly. (laughs) And like when someone asks why we knocked that wall down, that's all I have to tell them and they understand. I say, well, I had to walk through the kitchen to get from the bedroom to my closet. And people just kind of laugh about that. But now I don't and it's wonderful. So all of that to say, plan your belongings in a way that makes sense with your lifestyle and the things that you do and don't want to deal with. (laughs) Um, Okay, Um, another thing that is really helpful in making a home feel comfortable for you is in your bedroom, having an organized nightstand and having all the things that you potentially need ready for you. Um, so I definitely love having my nightstand. I've got a drawer and I've got like a little, um, cubby area in it. And I keep my, I obviously have a lamp. I've got lotion, a sleep mask, chapstick, whatever books I'm reading, usually one or two at a time max, or else it will just get out of control. So I set a limit like two books and I really shouldn't be reading more than that at a time anyway. Um, my journal, I have my charging port where I plug in my um, whatever, like my Apple watch and my iPhone cord, and then, um, whatever other little things I might be needing. Um, it's just nice to already have that set and to not have to worry about it. It's also nice to just have a spot to sit in your bedroom. If you're, if that's a place that you find yourself hanging out ever, just like reading or watching TV or whatever, it's nice to have an alternate spot to sit instead of just having to sit on the bed in order to do those things. So um, we have a little chair in the corner, but we've never in previous places that we've lived didn't have space for a chair. So we would have just like a little small bench or whatever, but it is nice to have that if possible. Um, Another idea is having, making your cords work for you. So I kind of mentioned my charging port that's like one small little thing that really does make a huge difference in minimizing stress and chaos in my life. Not having to deal with as many logistics of charging my things <laughs> just is one less thing to have to think about. Um, okay, having a full-length mirror in your room is wonderful as well, um, or at least just wherever it is that you find yourself getting ready. Having a full-length mirror. Maybe that's hanging on the door even. It doesn't have to be anything over the top, but just having that available is another way to make your home functional for you. Also, having just routines in place for how you do things. (laughs) This is so, this is kind of broad, but I'm thinking of this because of specifically in the bedroom with pajamas. Growing up, this was something that my mom had us do was we would wear the same pair of pajamas each night for X amount of nights, and then we would put them in the laundry and switch to a new pair. And during the day, those pajamas would go in under our pillow so that at night we always knew where to grab, you know, the pajamas that we were going to wear that night. 
And that was just the rhythm that we had. And so there was no question of where to find our pajamas or which ones to wear that night. Um, And just little things like that. Oh my gosh, it just frees up your brain to think about other things and not have to worry about that. So finding rhythms, when do you change your sheets? When do you change out your pajamas? When do you, you know, clean the bathroom? When do you, whatever, removing the, the fewer decisions that you have to make in your day-to-day at home, the better. The more you can put on autopilot, because you're going to have to do logistical things that you don't love and that aren't particularly comfortable cleaning and chores, but the more that those can already be built into a routine, the less you're actually going to have to think about them because they're going to be something that just happen automatically because that's how you always do it. And... um so that's kind of a little tangent, but that's a big important thing, I feel like. And that's something I'm, I'm still working on and continually working on, honestly. Um, okay. Um, and going along with that, still talking about bedroom things, is making your bed. This is something that is really, really helpful. And I think there have been so many studies that have come out about the importance of making your bed every morning and the benefits of it. It kind of sets the tone for the rest of the day in a lot of ways and can really, really be a mood booster and a productivity enhancer. And it also just makes your room look beautiful. When you walk into your room, you're just going to be that much more uplifted by it. So definitely prioritizing like that two minutes or less that it takes to make your bed. Very worth it. Okay, so moving on to the kitchen. The kitchen is a really prime opportunity for you to organize your life in a way that makes it easier. So whatever it is that you continually find yourself reaching for whenever you are cooking or preparing whatever it is, make those things easier to get. So the spices that you use the most often should also be the easiest to access. The utensils that you use the most often, make them the easiest to access. Whatever it is that you don't use that often, (laughs) make them not as easy to access because chances are you have limited storage and some of it is easier to access than others. So really thinking through that is something that will make your life, oh my goodness, so much easier. Um, And along those same lines, something that has helped me so much (laughs) in the kitchen because I, Tim and I both, we do not like doing dishes. It is one of our least favorite chores and something that has allowed us to spend a lot less time doing dishes is just having less dishes to clean. So we definitely have enough for if we have guests come over, but whenever we do have guests come over, we pull those dishes down from a further to harder to reach area in our cabinets. And day to day, we only have enough for our little family and what we're actually going to need. And dishes just can't pile up when you only have the bare minimum available to you. (laughs) And so um, making that change instead of having all of our dishes accessible and working through those and letting the sink pile up so much more often, that's been so, so helpful and is definitely a top recommendation of mine for making your home feel more comfortable and making just the most of your time and energy, honestly. Um, coming up with a storage solution that works for your pots and pans that isn't just going to make you mad every time you're reaching for your pots and pans or trying to find a certain one, that's also a game changer. Um, there are lots of like systems and ideas, whether it's hanging or a way that you store it in a cabinet. Um, definitely look into what makes the most sense given your kitchen layout, but having a way to store pots and pans, again, that just doesn't make you mad because I feel like so easily it can just be so frustrating (laughs) dealing with pots and pans. Uh, They can be loud and clunky. And if they fall, it's just like, oh my gosh, really inconvenient. So definitely find a way to make that work for you and be a non-issue. Um, okay. Um, in terms of kitchen gadgets, I'm not a person who loves to cook personally. I wish that I did. And I hope that someday I do. I'm holding out hope that I'm going to become a person that loves to cook eventually. But all that to say, we have minimal gadgets for that reason. Um, but I also feel like even if I did love cooking, it would be in alignment with my values to only keep the gadgets that I really need and that probably have multiple purposes versus all those all the gadgets that do tiny little tasks that you probably could do without it relatively easily. So keeping minimal gadgets, only the ones that you're actually going to use, big recommendation for the kitchen. Um, because those can add up quickly. There is a gadget for every single task that you could possibly need to do 
while preparing a meal. (laughs) Um, Plants in the kitchen are another wonderful thing. Um, I've already touched on that, but you know, obviously it's a big deal to me. Um, and secondary lighting, even in the kitchen is helpful because I feel like a lot of times the kitchen, maybe this is just me, but the kitchen is lower priority for having nice lighting. Um, I definitely like to have the option of having like calm, moody lighting in the evening in the kitchen. Um, so definitely recommend when you're going through, and prioritizing secondary lighting throughout your home, don't exclude the, the kitchen. <laughs> um, okay, also having your dish soap, your brushes, um, your hand soap, all of that easily accessible by the sink in the kitchen um, in a way that looks nice is really a great way to make your home feel more personal and functional. Um, You don't want to have to look for any of that stuff whenever you're using it so frequently. And you also don't want to not enjoy looking at it. So for me, that means having like these really pretty bamboo brushes and um, soap containers that I like to look at that I pour my, you know, my soap into every time that I purchase it. Um, That makes a big difference. And not only do I like using it, but I've always got it ready whenever I need it. Okay, as we are moving towards the end of this episode, I'm going to close out with a few overarching tips. Um, This one is kind of back to relating to the decorating topic, but I don't recommend decorating surfaces that you're going to have to clear daily for whatever reason it is. So for us, that is the coffee table in our living room. With our two-year-old daughter, there is truly no point in trying to have anything on the coffee table. Um, For a long time, we had like one of our cute little plants on there and we've had coffee table books on there. No point. They are in grave danger when Eva walks into the room, which is totally fine. I don't mind the open coffee table. Um... But realizing that has saved us a lot of trouble of constantly like either trying to watch her and make sure that she doesn't get into whatever she's not supposed to get into or having to deal with the aftermath of her getting into it or having to move it every time. It's just so much easier to not even worry about it. And that's also the case for the island in the kitchen because our island doubles as our cutting board. It's a butcher block um, island that we can actually cut all of our veggies on and everything. And having something pretty on there and moving it every single time just doesn't make sense. It's not a big enough island to be able to do both. (laughs) So we no longer have a decorative anything on that space. And it still looks fine and beautiful. And it just is one less thing to have to worry about during the day. So um, not decorating surfaces that you have to clear daily is really, really helpful. And then here's the other thing that I wanted to touch on is that it is true that there should be, I feel like, more focus on curating your items um, than organizing them because the less items that you have, the less organizing you're going to have to do. But that being said, once you have curated your items and you have the things that you know that you love and use and nothing else, it's still so worth it to go to the trouble of really organizing it in a way that not only is functional, but also you like looking at. So um, I've always kind of, I I think for a long time, I kind of had like a negative association with all things organizing because I was like, I would just rather minimize than organize. If I have to organize, that means I'm not minimized enough. But I don't feel like that's the case anymore because there is still so so much benefit to come from organizing the items that you do keep. Um, obviously organizing them in the in the simplistic, like sorting them by type kind of way. Like obviously you wanna keep your winter hats all together. You wanna keep your wrapping, your gift wrapping stuff all together. But like how exactly are you going to store your gift wrapping stuff? How exactly are you gonna store those winter hats? What makes the most sense with your life? Those kind of things are worth putting energy and time into because really you have to do that one time and then you get to benefit from it from days and months and for days and months and years to come. Um, So really thinking through how you want to organize those things versus putting them in a basket with things, you know, putting all the gift wrapping stuff in a basket together and all the winter hats in a basket together. Maybe that is the solution for hats. I don't know, but I think it can, it can really be helpful to dive into the world of organizing once you have curated. I hope that makes sense. I have just found that organizing my belongings gives my mind a rest and saves me a lot of time and energy in the long run. 
Um, It kind of takes the thinking out of maintaining my home and there's a lot to be said for that. So the less decisions that you have to make at home, the better, the more peaceful that your home will feel day in and day out. And my last overarching tip is to dedicate 20 minutes a day minimum to just tidying or doing, you know, a basic clean, whether that's first thing in the morning, at the end of the day, I feel like for me, it has to happen at the end of the day, because it's hard for me to wake up to a home that feels like chaos. So I like to do it at the end of the day. And I can have that completely not be a worry for the morning time. Um, But having a 20 minute tidy is really powerful, because honestly, it is kind of astounding how much you can get done in a really focused 20 minute time period. So set a timer and dedicate that 20 minutes to getting it done. That can also free up your mind during the rest of the day. Knowing that you have that 20 minute time period coming um, kind of gives you permission to not be in that mode constantly all the time. And you know, maybe you are in a situation, a time of life or a home that doesn't allow for 20 minutes to be sufficient. Maybe it needs to be, you have two 20 minute tidies throughout the day Or, you know, maybe you just need to come up with a different ritual that fits for your life. But having some kind of a ritual that is a dependable, dedicated time to get that done is so helpful because then you don't have to be worrying about it and you can be more present in the other times. Um, And it also guarantees that the task is going to get done. So all I'm all I personally am all about the 20 minute tidy. (laughs) Big fan of it. All right, friends, I am going to kind of wrap it up here. I just want this to serve as a reminder, um, not of all the things that you need to get done, because there is no way that you can accomplish all of this stuff in a short amount of time. And most likely there are things on this list that I just went through that are not relevant to you or that don't, that would not work for you. But my hope is that this episode provided you with some ideas of ways that you can make your home feel more comfortable for you and feel more like a reflection of who you are and the kind of life that you want to live. Um, I definitely more than anything want to just encourage you to cherish your home exactly as it is right now and in all of its stages that it goes through um, and to really prioritize creating memories in it because at the end of the day, those are the things that are the most valuable. And the heart behind all of these things that I just shared with you is really to put you in a place where you're able to maximize those things that matter the most to you. Um, So inviting people in, having, you know, really meaningful conversations or fun game nights, movie nights, whatever it is, making those things happen, that's where it is at. (laughs) And so I just want to fully acknowledge that, fully acknowledge the why behind these things. It all comes back to creating an environment that supports the kind of life that you want to live. So I hope that this was helpful. I hope that it added some value into your day. Thank you so much for hanging out with me on the podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, I think that you will also enjoy episode number 33, which was 25 ways to be a welcoming host. Maybe you're someone who loves to host people in your home. Um, I loved sharing some ideas in that episode. And I also think you would would enjoy episode number 25, which is called the do's and don'ts from an interior designer featuring Catherine J. LeMaster. She shared so much goodness in that episode. So definitely go check those out next. And thank you so much for being here, for listening to this podcast. Um, It just means the world to me. So I hope you have an absolutely wonderful week and I will be back next week with a brand new episode. Bye. This podcast episode was produced by the marketing and media team at Painted Tree Boutiques. Special thanks to Aiden McMillan, Becca Melton, and all of the Painted Tree shoppers, staff, and vendors that make this project possible.